We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling. What up, everybody? Welcome to the fan appreciation episode of the Corner Podcast. Uh, Corner Club OGs are in the building. It's always good to take some time out, speak to the, you know, I hate calling it a fan appreciation episode, by the way. It's just Corner Club family coming through, chopping it up. Of course, we have the one, the only, Chris Brooks. What? You guys know him as Captain Hype. on. Yes, sir. And, uh... Man, it is great to have you on. I feel like you, you always come on. We just got to do a whole show. I swear, one day when I need to stand in for Andres because he's traveling, we're just going to do a whole show. Man, I'm your guy. I, I swear. You call me up. I don't care if I'm at work. I don't care if I'm babysitting. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> We're going we to make it happen. Uh, nah, man. So it's, it's great to take some time out, talk to you now. And if you guys can hear the controllers going in the background because he is playing No Mercy. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I'm just jealous right now. I just got to break out the N64 here sooner or later and, and get on my grind. And you're going to make me break out the old school, like, what was it, WCW versus NWO? Oh, man. WCW NWO Revenge. I have that. That's a classic as well, too. Classic. Yeah, so I'm, you're about to get me into my old school wrestling bag here in a second, just take over my life this weekend. <laughs> uh, now let's talk about wrestling, though, and talk about current wrestling. And... NXT is coming up, so we're you know later on in the show I'm gonna talk about Mania and all this stuff, and you'll be at Mania week, right. yep. weekend uh, with your fiance. Congrats! Thank you, thank you. It's the thank last you, time I've had, I've had you on, by the way, we uh we talked about kind of our relationships the last time. Yeah, you were for on sure. This show, and then now look at this, boom, you're engaged. 
Engage, man. The happiest man in the world, as I like to say. You know, just uh, just blessed and very excited to be getting married, man. I can't wait. Man, relationship goals on Twitter all day. Thank you. We try, we try, we try. Positivity on deck. Yeah, man. So so that's great. You guys are going to be there for many a week. And NXT, for the first time in a long time I can remember, is the show with the question marks. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's and it's crazy because usually that is the show that's already like stapled in ahead of time. Like we already know the main event or we already know like what the card is going to shape up to be, you know? Yeah, and then now I feel like what we really don't know anything about it. No, I, I it's like they've been taking their time, you know? Which is good. I mean, yeah, I feel like that's what the main roster doesn't do because there's so many pay-per-views. Uh, Fastlane kind of throws a wrench in it. They had to book for Fastlane. And it kind of took away from, I, I guess, like the Mania build, right? So they're going to build yeah. Mania in three weeks. Yeah. How do you, like, do you, do you like that? I, like, this is a quick question. Do you like the, like the, like the Mania build in three weeks? Or do you, are you more of like a, like a, a crock pot, like a long-term build? Yeah. Like, I, I prefer like just building it from Rumble on. Like, if I had my option, I'm not like, like Dre's completely against it. Dre yeah. hates like this stupid random fasting paper. It's the bane of his existence. <laughs> um, I think they could do it with certain storylines. Uh, this year, to me, it was, it was the perfect way of doing it because they've built Ronda Becky since Survivor Series. True. So we kind of know we got in that. Um, this Daniel Bryan angle has been building from Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Where it looks like him and Kofi. So that's a longish build. You know, like we get two months with that build. And then there's some stuff that has no build or short builds. I didn't need three months of Triple H Batista. Yeah, I feel like that's not really necessary. We already know that story, and I feel like everyone knows how this is going to end. So Yeah, so I'm okay with that. Um, being a short build, tag team championships have been moving hands. I'm okay with giving whatever matches to those. I would have liked one tag team feud to kind of be built out, but I'm right with just, you know, figuring it out in these three weeks. Yeah. Uh, then we have Asuka, who will just be taking on someone random. Yeah. So that's right, but she'll be on the card. I really hope she runs it back with Charlotte, though. I really do agree with Dre on that. I, 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 that was my favorite WrestleMania match last year, so I would love to see them just run it back. And it'd be great for her to get the W clean at, at WrestleMania, really put yeah. her over on Charlotte if they did that. Um, man, what else is there? I feel like Finn Balor, Bobby Lashley is probably a blow-off. Yeah, yeah, maybe they'll do something or like may, I, I feel like that's gonna end up in like a multi-person match. I feel like they're gonna squeeze people in. Like I feel like McIntyre might even get squeezed into that. See, I the, feel like the U.S. title goes that way. Oh, okay, I can see that too. So, with U.S. Joe? title, yeah, with Joe and they have Almas and Mysterio. Oh and man, that obvious, could be that could it's be gonna a be ladder like match. A, yeah, six-way ladder match. I think is yeah. what we get. Um, and I'm hoping like the surprise gets in that one, Sami Zayn. Oh yeah, that'd be dope so, to have Sami come back. Yeah, so the pop would be crazy for Sammy, and then him and Joe getting into a feud would yeah. be great for the U.S. title. Um, and then, yeah, Balor, I feel like the Lashley thing's still going, even though they, because of Fastlane and the Shield, they just randomly put him in the Shield one. Yeah. Um, but I think then we get Ambrose and Roman versus ah. uh, versus McIntyre and who the hell else is there? McIntyre and Corbin? I guess. Oh, you at, think they'll team up? At Mania as a tag team match. And then that will leave Lashley for Finn Balor. And then obviously Rollins yeah, has the Balor. Beast. 
The Beast Incarnate. So I'm not mad at that. I think that's a good way to kind of mix everything around. Maybe Lashley just crushes Finn these next three weeks, and Finn brings out the demon and squashes Lashley. That would be sick. Definitely so, need some kind of return for the demon. Yeah, so I'm, I'm down with with that. I, I wouldn't mind that. I think they just beat Finn's ass this past Raw, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, beat down. yeah, so I'm, I'm okay with that. Just give him a reason to bring out the demon and just crush everyone. So uh, I like that build. And Finn versus Lashley has been, what, two months, three months already? Yeah, it's been a little bit of a storytelling with that. You know, even him turning on Leo, then Leo coming back. So, yeah, they, yeah. they've had a nice little feud with that. that At least it gives Lashley big... something to do. Exactly. Yeah. He's in a program. That's yeah. what counts. And Leo Rush is looking like a star in that program. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm cool with that aspect. So certain stuff had long builds. I don't, I don't consider everything short. There's some stuff that will be figured out um, because of Fastlane. But most of the things that matter have had long builds. So I think this year is perfect. Sometimes it does mess it up where they don't have any storylines going in. Or, like, the one year, the only long storyline was Brock versus uh, versus Goldberg. Yeah, yeah. That was fucking horrible. Like, we didn't need that to be the only long storyline. Yeah, that was, like, um, like a, I guess, a cheaper version of Rock and Cena. I mean, it was a, almost a year build, it seemed like, for Goldberg versus Brock. Yeah. I felt like, you know, I felt like they interacted, like, at every big four, uh, out of the big four pay-per-views in some way, shape, or form, and they just kept that going all the way to Mania. Yeah, and I feel like no one asked for it. Yeah, <laughs> like, no. They were just like, uh, okay. <laughs> um, and then they threw the title in there with Goldberg beating Kevin Owens, and it was all bad. Oh, God. Yeah, so it was just unnecessary all the way around. So this year, I think it's a much better build. Um, NXT, though, man, we... We don't know what's going on. So we're assuming we're going to get a tag team title match because Dusty Rhodes classic winner. Right, of course. And um, you would assume you're going to get Shayna Baszler defending, right, her, yeah. her title, you would assume. Which, and she's going to defend against the winner, Io Shirai and um, Bianca Belair, I believe. Oh. So those two will wrestle to see who faces Shayna. Bianca already got her chance, but even that match kind of felt like there was more left on the table. Man, I you know what's crazy is like my my fiance's never seen Bianca wrestle before and she's watched her at that takeover and she was like, "Man, this girl can like she can go." Like she was like she can really wrestle. So I wouldn't mind seeing them running back. They I thought their match at takeover was pretty damn good if you ask me. It was me. cool. It had good storytelling. Yeah, yeah, really good storytelling. Um I do think this Io Shirai match on regular NXT television will probably be better than the takeover match. Because yeah. to me, Bianca's athleticism could come out more with someone yep. who's athletic. Shayna's yeah. more a bruiser, pounder. Like, you know, you got to tell a story. She's going to work on yeah. a limb. You know, um, she, you know who she reminds me of? Like, when I watch her wrestle, uh, she really reminds me of Regal. Like, yeah. like a female the Regal. The way she just dissects. I'm talking like blue blood Regal. You know, like WCW. Like, I feel like she really, like, dissects people limb from limb. Like, that real scientific style. Yeah, it's so, slow, methodical. Yeah, very, yeah, very methodical. Yeah, that's that's her that's her game. I like it. No, you know, no flips, just fist. Like so the revival you, thing. Who do you think wins that match and and goes against Shayna at Takeover? I'm I'm calling shenanigans on the match. Okay. I think uh, the horsewomen come in, beat up both of them, and then we get a triple threat for that title. Okay. 
So I, I think both women, because they both, everyone in that match brings something different. So yeah. Bianca Belair is the powerhouse, and then Shayna is the technician, and Io mm-hmm. Shirai is the flyer. So it gives you a perfect triple threat dynamic. Wow. Um, yeah. That, actually, that recipe works perfectly. I could actually see that. That would actually go really well. Yeah. And you look, and I love that dynamic in a triple threat because the best way it's ever been done was Joe, uh, Christopher Daniels, and AJ Styles. Yeah. TNA in like 05. Because Styles was the flyer, Joe was the powerhouse, Daniels was um, the technician. And right, they like all it flawlessly. Yep. Yeah, flawlessly. Yeah. And I feel like if they just watch that match, you know, keep that same pacing, all this stuff, the the dynamics to this one will work out very similar. Um, no DQ, so you can have the run-in. Oh, yeah, have the run-in, have it going crazy. Yeah. yeah, you can have, you know, Shirai and, and uh, Belair kind of team up for a second, get rid of those two horsemen, then go back to fighting each other. There's yep. a, a lot of good spots possible. Yeah, a lot of storytelling angles you can add in there, too. Yeah, that'd be really good. That'd be solid. You know, that'd be a really good opener, too. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind that. It's, even though they love the tag teams to kind of yeah. set the stage. Um, I don't know who wins this tournament. I I don't know. Forgotten Sons are still so new. Yeah, I'm, I was really I was really surprised just with Undisputed Era going out so quickly. I mean, just that's just me personally. I, I feel like they're former tag team champions, so them to go out, like, first round was just kind of crazy to me, but... Um, I don't know. I, I really thought it was going to be, you know, DIY. So I guess we're going to have to wait and see what happens. Yeah. Um, Ricochet and Aleister Black are in it. Yeah. I guess. What do you think about them as a team? I'm not. I mean, they're two solo guys. Yeah. I feel like the main roster just kind of threw them together as a team just because they had nothing else for them. Yeah. Um, but no, sooner or later they'll part their separate ways. Yeah, I want them to go their kind of separate ways. I want to see Ricochet really start to take off. I want to see him in some big-time feuds after Mania. Yeah. I mean, you look at like a place like SmackDown. They don't have baby faces, really. Yeah, a lot um, of heels. Yeah, the company doesn't have too many young baby faces. And not that he's young, but like fresh baby faces. And I, I feel like he can really kind of solidify that spot. Kind of the Finn Balor spot. Yeah, yeah. Where if you're a legit baby face... There's such a need for him right now. For some reason, the main roster really can't um, develop them for like and keep them babyface for long. So I, I feel like he has a nice little role. And Alistair Black is kind of just in the middle. He, I mean, he works face, but he's eerie and creepy. So we'll see where, where he develops. Hopefully, he doesn't get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, I hope uh, not. NXT, they kind of told a better backstory when he showed up. He yeah. felt the creepiness. He felt bigger than he was. This one, they just kind of threw him out there. And he doesn't have the the flash, the pizzazz that Ricochet does, where he just takes your breath away. You don't need a backstory. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. Gargano is kind of up in the air now. I don't know if they thought of him as a singles guy at all. Yeah. I, I was thinking that, too, because they, I mean, same thing. He was, you know, coupled in with, with Ciampa as immediately as they got thrown into the main roster. He had the single match against Cesaro scrapped. You know, that yep. was supposed to be on SmackDown. So I wonder if the same thing. Yeah, like, I'd hate uh, – it would kill his momentum to have – if they threw him on, like, 205 Live. He put I out some good matches. Though. Oh, yeah, like, I do too. Like, I'm a huge fan of 205 like, Live. Like, if I, he was champion, him and wrestling. Buddy Murphy would kill it. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, 205 Live is the best in, like, in-ring product, hands down, hands down, on the network anyway, to me. Yeah. I, I think hands down. But um, week, in, week out, it definitely is. 
Yeah, I mean, they don't put out bad matches. Um, I feel like the guys that they give time, when they give them time, they they not only put together really good matches, but it keeps you guessing. Like, you know, it's not really, like, predictable booking on 205 Live that I like as well, too. You know, a guy can go on a losing streak, and then they'll win next week. Yeah, I, I like 205. I wouldn't mind if they saw him as just a tag team guy like DIY, and they have to do something with him. I don't mind him spending this time with Al Ciampa in 205 Live becoming champion dropping the belt, and then coming back as a tag, you know, a main roster tag team. Yeah. Give that would be dope. Yeah, it adds a lot of credibility to 205 Live. And good matches. And if you're going to have it, have, you know, credible guys there. Yeah. Make it feel like a, you know, an offshoot brand that you don't mention. He could bring, you know, title defenses to major pay-per-views. It doesn't yeah. have to be pre-show. And Gargano's that good. So uh, I wouldn't mind that. At all. I know some people be like, oh, it's a demotion. Like, no, 205 is pretty damn good. Yeah, so. especially if you make it your own. Do you think Do you think Gargano, so like with him, especially being in, in real limbo for this TakeOver card, what do you what do you think they do with the main like main event? Like I do have a theory, but I, I want to know if you if if you have a theory or what you what would you do if you were in charge for this takeover card? It's so hard to have someone lose in this spot, right? Right. Um but someone has to lose. Right? You got uh, to. Shit. I would... It's a little early to pull the trigger on this, but I would have Velveteen go against Roddy and Undisputed Era find a way to screw Velveteen out of the title. Roger okay. Strong becomes North American champion. Okay. And then I will put Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle in the main event for the title. And Ooh. have Adam Cole win. Wow. So what would you do with Gargano then? I, I Johnny Takeover is on main roster. Like I'm not even <laughs> counting him. Honestly, like I'm not. I'm not wow. counting him in the equation. I can. I can see it going differently. Um, maybe Roddy doesn't get the shot. I can see. You know, it's like Dream versus. Well, I don't need Cole in North American title picture though. Yeah, I mean, he so was Cole, the Cole Gargano for the title for the would title? be cool. Riddle versus Dream would be a great match. It would be. It would be. And I'm and interested after NXT it. last week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They teased so it. if they want to keep it going that way and give Riddle the North American title, that's cool. Or maybe Dream just hands Riddle his first loss because Riddle doesn't need to be undefeated necessarily. Right. Um, Just one hell of a match. And then, yeah, Undisputed Era, you know, just cost Gargano and Gargano's so close again to holding that main title but Adam Cole pulls it out that would be dope my my idea is 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 similar to yours like what I would like to see is if they had time is like I know you guys talked about this past week too like kind of like a tournament deal right mm-hmm. and what I would set up is I wouldn't even have Riddle be in the tournament like, I would have them not place him in the tournament because Regal would play some kind of storyline like he wants to protect Riddle, so to speak, right? So then you have, of course, Gargano already be in that tournament. My thing is you hurt Gargano, right? Similar to you, I wouldn't even have Gargano on my takeover card. I'd have him be hurt and leave him waiting in the wings since he has, like, kind of no build. And then Riddle would be, like, an injury replacement, and before I would so like I would have the sit like close to semifinal I guess with Riddle and Dream, be like like it's like they're gonna face off, 
but I would have Dream get screwed over by Undisputed Era because I feel like that's the person that Cole would want to avoid to end up in the final. So you get Riddle versus Cole in your final, mm-hmm. and they screw Riddle over, and it's a great way for Riddle to be like chasing the heel champion with Undisputed Era like having all the gold. I think it would be a, like a seamless transition for them to keep Undisputed Era it, like as the top class of NXT, like each of them holding the straps. If they could get I, the North American title and the tag team titles back. I think that's how it has to go sooner or later. They all have to hold the belts. Um, and now more sooner than later with the call-ups. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I, people didn't like you know the guys getting called up to the main roster when they did and how it happened. And I agree with that. But I, I like that they cleared out NXT a bit. Yeah, We've had too. Gargano versus Ciampa for a year and a half. Yeah. That's main events. Yep. For a year and a half straight. It's just no, I'm I'm good. I, yeah. I wish they could have had a better end to it. When Ciampa comes back, they they'll revisit it. But I'm good. I'm good with seeing them in the main event. I'm done with it. I I want to see the Matt Riddles. I want to see. Um, and it looks like we're gonna get a uh, Keith Lee versus Donovan Dijak. Yes. Yes. Solo match, which damn near can steal the show. Um, if I had to predict the card now, so we have the women's title with Shirai. Okay. Um. I, I think is the one who goes or a triple threat. If I had to predict it, um, tag teams, war Raiders will beat whoever wins the tournament. Okay. Then, uh, North American title, NXT title. That's four matches. Keith Lee being the fifth, um, versus die Jack. Then that's five. Usually we have five, right? Yeah. That's typically um, five, especially for I think a we go, weekend. I think we go six. Ooh, on this one. And you think they I, add one more. Yeah, and I think we get the UK title, Pete Dunne versus Walter. Oh, man, that would be crazy to get Pete Dunne versus Walter. That would be crazy to get that. Because, yeah, they did. They teased that, and that's that's the match everyone wants to see. That's the weekend to have it. Oh, yeah. No, that, that'll be uh, just nuts. And Walter's presence is just so huge. He's the guy that's going to be on the main roster. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder like how, like how they would book him, and you know, because I heard he doesn't want to leave, you know, the UK. I heard he loves it over there. So yeah, I think that's why he just signed like over there to that brand. Yeah, that is his thing. I don't think he moves anytime soon. Um, but he's a guy where Vince is gonna look like look at and be like, wow, I need this dude. Yeah, I feel like that's what I'm saying. I feel like eventually Vince is gonna get to him. Like I feel like you say that, and then when Vincent Kennedy McMahon calls your phone. I feel like then it's a different story. Yeah, because uh, he's just he just looks the part. No gimmick needed. The music, None. him walking out, and then right? chopping the shit out of people. <laughs> just brutalizing people. Like, it's amazing, like, how, like, I think his chops are just, they mesmerize me the same way when I was a kid. Like, when the Giant and the Big Show used to just destroy people's chests when he would, you know, hush the whole crowd. Yeah. Gosh, man. Oh man, and Pete Dunn's gonna take these chops like none other. But uh, I look to see I look to see Dunn rip his fingers apart though. That's what, <laughs> like that like you know that's like that's the reversal that's coming. Oh yeah. So you some know, of these chops. It, it's gonna be so fun, man. That match is gonna be great. Whether it happens there or it happens in NXT UK, uh that's gonna be an amazing match. And I I mean I still even all the uncertainty, I still expect Takeover to be the best card of the weekend. Including Ooh, New Japan. Wow, okay. Uh, so so that will oh, be the best card, hands down. 
Yeah, easily. I mean, without the elite and and some of the guys who are on AEW now, um, really being in it, I understand Skrull's gonna be there with his new faction and all that. But yeah. even even with that, NXT hands down is gonna be the best card of the weekend. Um, gonna, and there's some good stuff. Impact has a good card. I'm, but no, I'm gonna. Nothing I'm gonna only disagree with you because I I really feel for some reason I I just have like a small gut feeling and that's why I haven't really tweeted about it or talked about it because I don't want to jinx myself but I really do have a <laughs> I have a small feeling that this year's WrestleMania is going to be one of the best like scripted manias and what I mean by that is I feel like they're gonna like the match card is gonna be really good and you're not gonna know who's gonna win. I feel like it's not gonna be that predictable other than Lynch, Becky Lynch to me. Um and then also I feel like the in ring that we're gonna get from this year's mania is gonna be really, really good. I think it's gonna it's gonna rival takeover. Like I, I really think so because you give a guy like Kofi, right? He's mm-hmm. he, he's going to be in that spot. I really feel like Kofi's going to show out, and he's going to show like he already has in you know Elimination Chamber and these SmackDown matches. But he's going to show things that he's probably been keeping in his bag for a while, you know. And then I feel the same with I feel Seth and Brock are going to feel a kind of pressure. I don't feel like it'll be the same kind of a match as Brock usually does, because Brock's like working with smaller guys, and Seth really might go over this time, even though Brock resigns. Yeah, I, I think it's time to take that belt off of Brock. Yeah. Um, I think Brock's going to fight Cormier this summer. I I, <laughs> I already got it down. July 7th or whatever it is, Cormier-Brock. So you think that happens and not John Jones-Brock? Yeah, I think uh, – oh, no, yeah, John Jones-Brock isn't happening. Um, there's no title, no nothing. Cormier, I think they're giving him the, the cash in the, in the bag off of this one. Now, if Brock wins and beats Cormier for any reason, he's a big-ass dude and a wrestler, who knows? Um, the size difference is crazy. Yeah. So if Brock, for some reason, beats Daniel Cormier, then you have Don Jones on the table, and you have a champ versus champ ultimate super fight. Oh, you know? um, that'd if be not, nuts. And, you know, DC, John Jones, two might be, might, or three might be on the table. Um, but I, the only way, and if all these reports are true, which I have no reason to doubt the people who are reporting him, um, that Conor McGregor said no to the Cerrone fight because it was going to be a co-main event. Yeah, the only reason that's a co-main event is because Brock Lesnar and John and uh and DC are headlining. Oh yeah, absolutely. When I so, saw that, it has to be that because there's no other match that you would put above, above Connor. Connor. Nope, no, no other belt, no other champion, no other nothing yeah. except except that match, and that's for a title. And you just can't put Connor over. You got to put Connor on a different card at this point because he's not going to accept that. But I think they were trying to blow it out the water, and, and that's the matchup they know they're going to get. Yeah, yeah. Do you think um do you put Cormier as would you put Cormier as like a goat class if he beats Brock? To me, Cormier is already the second best fighter in UFC history. Wow. Okay. All right. I respect arguably, that. He's arguably the best heavyweight of all time. Yeah, you and, could argue that for sure. Um, I mean, he's he's one and two with uh, I don't with Fedor. Like he he's close. Um, if Fedor is still the best, which I can't knock, um, and I say this all the time, I saw all of Fedor's stuff after the fact, yeah. when I started covering MMA and went back, people who lived through the Fedor era have a whole different, you know... Oh, a whole different view. Want. Yeah, that's so, what I've heard too, exactly, yeah. It's a um, completely different type of domination they were saying at yeah, that time, so living it. I, I'm. That's always an argument I won't even fight. Like, I, I understand that. I'll give it to him. Like, living through the Fedor reign... 
if they want to put him as the most dominant, best, you know, heavyweight of all time, I, I can't knock that. But objectively, looking back on his stuff and looking at what Cormier has done, uh, you know, through Strike Force and then UFC, and uh, he is the best heavyweight I've seen ever. And his only loss has come to John Jones in his second best weight class. Right, so and that's he, what I'm saying. Does he need to win this fight? Are you saying he doesn't need to win? He doesn't. He's already one of the best. But, yeah, if he if he beats Brock, I mean, he's, Brock's unranked, and he's fighting a guy off the street damn near. So it's not going to prove too much more to me. But it's another champion on his resume, a guy who is is a beast, looks like a beast. Yeah, I mean, it just it's another notch to go up there. And Cormier, when it's all said and done and people look back, there, there's conversations to be had that he is the greatest mixed martial artist of all time. Um, the loss is to John Hurt. And that's just, you know, it is what it is. John is the greatest mixed martial artist of all time. Cormier can sit firmly at two. Yeah. If he, you know, beats Brock and goes out on top. Because, man, when there's something to be said for being a champ champ. There, there's something to be said about defending both titles successfully. Yeah. Which he has done. Um, this would be defending both titles successfully multiple times in weight classes, which is unheard of, um, and being undefeated at heavyweight and only dropping down because he didn't want to fight his best friend. I mean, when you put that kind of an argument together, I mean, you, you can't, like, you kind of can't argue against it. I'm just, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens if they end up going out and fighting. I really, I really am. Really, yeah. I, I mean, I want to see what's going to happen. I, I think the size difference is, is what's scary if you're, you know, if you're Cormier. But I mean, hey, the guy's a really good wrestler. We'll see if he can come up with a game plan. He surprised me knocking out Stipe. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not sold on Lesnar's hands, obviously. So uh, if his only chance of winning is taking Cormier to the ground and holding him there for five rounds, I kind of like Cormier's defensive wrestling. Yeah. And, and able to stop it, you know, stop Brock from shooting and taking him down and bullying him and being able to move around and beat the shit out of Brock with his hands. Um, hands kicks. Brock doesn't like being hit. I, oh, I think yeah. Cormier might stop him. Yeah. So it, that'd be just an amazing match, you know, an amazing fight. So I, I think that's where they go. So, yeah, I think Seth, you know, goes over on Brock, and, and that's a huge moment in, in Mania, and it, it's going to be a fun weekend, man. I can't wait. It's getting up here close. Uh, I have a ticker down. Yeah, and I have a ticker down for the wedding. That's three weeks, so Mania's four weeks away. Hey, that's what's up, man. So, so close. Yeah, have so you, I, I... Have you looked at the weather yet? No, I've been trying oh. to. I don't even think they, they predict it, like, a month in advance. Oh, no. I, All right. I will, yeah, let's see. NYC weather. I'm, 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 like, scared right now, personally. That's not going to be good. Oh, what's the weather at right now? I think AccuWeather has it at 55 degrees. Oh. oh no, it's oh. Sunday the 7th? Yeah, yeah. 64 degrees and sunny. Hey, not, all right. Not supposed to rain until that following Tuesday. Oh, that'd be perfect. Okay, good. All right, all right. Yeah, we're living. We're, li we're looking good. And sunny. I'm with it. We're Let's keep good. that. Let's keep that same energy. Let's keep this energy all the way to the day before. Like, literally. I, like, that morning, I want to wake up, see how beautiful it is. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's going to be great. Yeah. It'll probably be kind of cold still. 
But I'll yeah, take but, cold as long as it's not raining and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you could wear, like, jacket or, you know, even have, like, a hoodie or, like, anything comfortable, and you, you still would be good. Um, one, one last question I did want to ask. I did want to ask you. So when we get down to the card, I want you to remember, I, I want you to predict. I want to know, like, once we once Mania Weekend, like, gets here, we know the cards for everything. I want you to give me, like, it would be great for, on the show for you guys to talk about what matches you feel could either steal the weekend like, like, what would be, like, your biggest surprise of, like, the weekend? Like, what, like, once we get the, like, whatever that card is. Because for right now, I think with the booking and building, I really feel that whatever we get with Ronda and Becky Lynch is going to be physical. I feel like it's going to be really stiff. And I just feel like it's going to be huge. Yeah, it's going to be my same logic for, like, NXT's triple threat. Women's yeah. triple threat. Oh, where yeah. Charlotte being included, I know people don't like it because it, storyline, it, it really kind of doesn't mesh. Or it's unnecessary story-wise, yeah. but in-ring-wise, oh, man. Oh. The, the, we've seen Becky and Charlotte in a triple threat already with Asuka. And tore down you, the house. You put the emotions in it. You put the stage and closing WrestleMania, the no-DQ stuff, the kendo sticks, the crutches, oh. <laughs> all this stuff. Someone's getting color. It's <laughs> it's going to be insane, those spots and, and just the physicality and no-DQ so they really can lay into each other. It, it's going to be great, man. If they really do it the right way, I need I need all three of them, like bloody. Like I, I need all three of them. Like I need I need all three of them just like standing up slowly, looking at each other, before they close it out with how, whatever angle they're going to close it out with. Like that's what I need, and I'll be satisfied yeah. for the weekend. It's got to look two like a things, war. Only two things work for me though: Becky winning clean, standing yep. up, holding a belt because she's the man. Yep. Or the four horse woman debut and get called up from NXT and fuck everybody up and Ronda wins and it's a big F you to everyone. <laughs> yeah. And we get super heel faction, four horse women, and they screw Becky and Charlotte, which means Becky and Charlotte would kind of be buddy buddy, like, oh, we got screwed. We're both in this together. And you get the four horse woman versus four horse women match sometime next summer. Because uh, Bailey and um, Sasha. Will obviously still be women's champs right and then you have uh becky and charlotte getting screwed and they can put their beef to the side for a second and that's how you work your way into that four horse woman match so mm, i like I, that yeah I, those are only two options anything else charlotte winning for god knows why oh god would get booed to high heaven and uh i would still say becky making charlotte submit would be pretty shitty yeah, that would too. Has it has to, to be Ronda. Ronda. Yeah. Yeah. Ronda has to take the L. Yeah. You can't protect it. So um nah man, I, I'm excited. Can't wait to see what happens there. I appreciate you joining me. Of course. On this man. episode, man. It's so much fun. I, I'm glad you took some time out um, you know, of the video game playing and no mercy and just chilling <laughs> out and relaxing on weekend to talk. Yeah, uh, man, I appreciate it, bro. We're definitely gonna link up in New York. Oh yeah, so, for sure. For sure. Let's sure definitely do it. Leave some time. We'll go out to eat. Uh, you know, at that time, my wife, your fiance. Hey, I know. Um, we'll, we'll, do, we'll have a double date. Yeah, we'll do it. So, uh, no, nah, man, I appreciate it. And now, though, uh, it's time to go on to the, the next guest on the show and keep things rolling. Justin Avilas, the Puerto Rican New York connection finally is happening. Man, it's a long time coming. I know. All this time I've been talking indirectly, we finally got together. Long overdue, but hey. Glad to, glad to be on the podcast, man. Been a yeah, fan man. of you and Drace for a long time. 
I, I, I feel bad because I'm not prepared. I don't have like a baclaito and a malta here <laughs> sitting and waiting for you. You know, some arroco and gandule. We could have we could have had a whole a whole setup for this. When you know, it's all right though. WrestleMania is in New York. I'm gonna be there. You go see me with a chopped cheese, chilling. Yeah, you'll probably see me at Sabado Suda over at Westchester Square, getting to play with some coquito. Oh, this is this is what I need. I like, hey, listen, you're gonna have to toss me that spot. I need the I need all the details. Oh, I got you. Oh yeah, I got you. I've uh been losing weight for my wedding, and uh, so the keto stuff is what I'm doing, and it actually works. So I've lost like 26 pounds in a little over a month. So I'm like, all right, man, I'm feeling good. All that shit's gonna go out the window for like the four days I'm in New York. I know. I'm doing the same thing with the weight loss, but every time we go home to New York, it's like automatic. You got to get a chopped cheese. You got to get a bacon, egg, and cheese. You got to go get a slice. You got to go get a, get a plate. It's, it's all just, carbs. Everything is going to kill me. It's just like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. So I, I'm going to just hit the reset button after I come back. I'm going to act like it never happened. But New York, I got to do it, yo. Oh, Jamaican patty, the cocoa oh. bread. It's, I already have, I have like my WrestleMania itinerary, like, okay, I got to hit up these shows, got to go to Wale Mania, got to do all this stuff, these interviews, and then I have a separate just food itinerary. I know, same. Shout out to Cass, too, because he's been dropping the lineup for Wale Mania. I got to go cop my tickets for that. Every time you put someone out that's going to be there, it's just like, oh, man, I can't miss it this year. Like, Yo, last, like last year, I just missed it, and I was just like, man. I wish I was there for that. <laughs> and uh, even bigger names still to come, man. I was talking to Kaz and Emilio the other day. So uh, nah, it's going to be exciting. I can't wait to be in the building for that. Um, talking about Mania Weekend, actually, let, let's back up. Because uh, me and our first guest, Chris, already touched on a few of the things. Uh, it's Captain Hype on Twitter. I think you've, got, you've seen him around, at least on my timeline. Um, we touched on NXT. And kind of how NXT is up in the air for the first time. Um, but the main roster is still kind of up in the air, too. Fastlane is really still putting together the finishing touches of what's to come for WrestleMania and some of those feuds. So let's touch on Fastlane, which is happening this weekend. Uh, let's go down. Usos versus The Miz and Shane McMahon. I mean, everything's been hinting towards Miz and Shane going one-on-one at Mania. Usos just won the title recently. There's no reason for them to drop the titles right back to Miz and Shane, especially when you think of how deep that SmackDown tag team roster is, where you still got the Hardys, you still got Sheamus and Cesaro, you still got Sandy somewhere looking around. If (laughs) Alistair and Black and Ricochet want to come back to SmackDown, like, there's so many tag teams that it makes sense to keep the belts on the Usos and allow Miz and Shane to have their own program moving forward. So, Usos to retain. Yeah, I'm in the same build. Um, Man, I I feel like this is where they have to break up. And it'll feel a little rushed, but three weeks is more than enough for the Miz to cut promos and, you know, go heel again and start tearing Shane down. I mean, it's it's been coming. Ever since Shane won that, what was it, best in the world? I've been waiting for them to just feud and get this over with. So sooner the better, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, they just dragged it out. It's just, it's just hard to look at them and see a legit tag team when you see the other teams that are on that roster. And it's just like, man, 
just move them to the side, let them do their own thing. And I mean, we still got to figure out what we're doing for Mania for the SmackDown tag team title. So let's have one big hoorah, whether it's a tornado tag team match, a ladder match, a TLC match. But we don't need Miz and Shane for that. No, that's true. Yeah, just get them out of here. I, I'm okay with them having a quick 10 minute match at Mania. Shane goes through a table. Easy enough. That's all we need out of those two. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens. This this is interesting because I, mean, yeah, I don't it's, see it's Daniel tough. Bryan losing this match, but then at the same time, it's it's kind of the fans are splitting this because fans love Kevin Owens, but fans really want Kofi Kingston. They're behind Kofi Kingston. They want to see Kofi Kingston, Daniel Bryan at Mania. The question is, do we get that outright? Mania, do we get a three-way and Kevin Owens is involved in it? Uh, there's so many things with this match. I don't see Daniel Bryan losing, but it's a matter of how they go about it. It's gonna yeah. be and also the crowd reaction. I think it's the same thing. I think Daniel Bryan retains. Um, either it's a triple threat for the title, which I don't think sours Kofi's moment at all, but some people want to see a one-on-one. I, I don't care if it's one-on-one or a triple threat in this case. As long as Kofi's in it and has a legit shot on winning um, at Mania. But I think Daniel retains here. And either Kevin Owens makes it a triple threat at Mania. Or Kevin Owens is just on commentary. And then beats up whoever wins. I'm okay either way. That'll be interesting. That's going to be the interesting thing moving forward is. If the plan is to put Kofi Kingston in the title match. How do we get him in the title match? And then what do we do with Kevin Owens going into Mania? Yeah, I, I think Vince Vince just throwing Kevin Owens in and depriving uh, Kofi Kingston of the spot will come back up on Tuesday. So uh, no matter what happens to this match, Kofi will come out and say, you know what, you took me out of the match. Your guy couldn't get the job done. I want my match. I deserve it. We're doing it at WrestleMania. Don't get me started on Vince. Vince is in my doghouse for how he's kind of fumbling this Becky Lynch angle into Mania. Really it was a long that. time had to drag it on, though. Like, to be fair, it, it makes no damn sense. But the, he's had to carry the, the program since Survivor Series. But here's my issue. And, I, and you, I remember you and Dre touched on it on this week's episode. Becky won the Royal Rumble. Why is it she has to now win a secondary match to get back into the original match that she already won by winning the Royal Rumble and calling out Ronda Rousey? They, the the, I get why they added Charlotte Flair from the behind-the-scenes thing, but as far as storylines and week-to-week as far as Raw and SmackDown, it made no sense to where you basically leapfrog Charlotte into the match without having her have like a qualifying match or win like a qualifying tournament or nothing versus Becky has to go through all these hoops and ladders to basically get into a match that she's already qualified for. Yeah, I, I feel like, and my only explanation of that is at first they wanted Charlotte to be the heel in this and Ronda be the tweener. So just making her entitled and, oh, your name is Flair, so we're just going to put you in and you're Vince's girl was supposed to make her the heel and take some of the heat off of Ronda. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that didn't work. So well, then they've had will, to flip and now Ronda's a heel. I will give Vince credit for turning Ronda heel. That was a very smart decision because I remember – after the rumble in that raw in Phoenix where she was stumbling through her promos and the crowd was basic, she was losing the crowd and Bailey immediately came out and saved her. Remember that? 
Yeah, yeah, that and was then immediately. That was hard to... <laughs> immediately, the first thing I did was look up. All right, when are the next? When's the next uh, couple of Raws going to Mania? And I was just, oh man, Chicago, Philly, Philly. Pittsburgh, oh. Boston, DC. All five of those cities are gonna boo her out of the building if she either doesn't get it together as far as going through her promos or flip her heel because the crowd's already gonna be against her. Yeah, no, so it was a great move. Crowd, Especially during this stretch where it's just nothing but just smart cities that she's going to be going to from here on out. It just made so much sense to turn a heel and just let her let her be her, you know. What do you think of what you think of her Twitter post in the, in the video that went around Twitter with her completely trashing kayfabe and saying this shit is fake. No one can see me in real life. I love it because that's the same Ronda we saw kind of in USC where she's just, you know, take no prisoners, I want to kick someone's ass. Like, mm-hmm. she's, like, she really loves wrestling and WWE, but at the same time, you're not going to really win a lot of these diehard fans over because they're so stuck to paying your dues and coming up through the indies or coming up through systems and seeing the grind all the way up to finally get to WWE and you get to live out your dreams versus someone that, you know, is already a big name. It kind of can just cut the line whenever they feel like it, like a Ronda Rousey, like a Brock Lesnar, like those types where we respect their craft and respect what they can do as far as physical attributes. But at the same time, you're not going to win over those like large legions. You're not going to win over the stands. Yeah. So her shooting on the fans, because let's be honest, wrestling fans can be very fickle, but very stubborn and just like, we hate Roman. We're booing Roman every time we see him. Boo. No matter yeah. how good he gets or how much exactly. he grows. We don't care. I don't like him. End of story. So if Ronda's shooting on that, it was good. It was good to see this side of Ronda that is just letting loose, you know? Let's be honest. Yes, you got booed out of, out of L.A. at Survivor Series. Yes, fans have probably not been kind to you in mentions, especially when you're going against someone like Becky Lynch that fans have been behind for so long and is finally seeing her opportunity to shine where she's never had this opportunity like this before compared to everyone else on the roster. Yeah. No, yeah, why not why not just rip everyone, you know, excuse my phrase, but rip everyone new asshole. You know what? I'm tired of being nice. You guys are gonna boo me, I'm gonna give it right back. No, yeah, it's a great decision. And like you said, I think it's going to bring out the real Ronda Rousey. And uh, and that's always been the Ronda Rousey that shines the brightest. When she's just that that scowl, that angry look, when she's just marching into the ring or marching into the octagon, that's what we fell in love with her in the first place. That was yeah. always the Ronda Rousey I like in USC. Just, oh, man, she's about to hurt someone like this. Like, I like that. Yeah, she's always been just a better asshole than anything. And now it's going to come out. And this is the Ronda I think is really going to put her over the top and the character that's going to put her over the top. Because in ring, she's fun. Like, she, yeah. she's as natural as an angle, as a shamrock. Like, this hasn't been hard for her. Anyone so, who argues that she's not as good in ring is being very, very nitpicky as part of spots. Because I was in the building last year for uh, WrestleMania for her match. And when I tell you, Lily, when she got in a ring and tore up Stephanie, was tearing up Triple H. That's probably one of the loudest points of that entire WrestleMania. She's fine in the ring. Yeah. Talking and is not a strong suit, but no. then again, you don't need her to talk. 
you have so many other people on both rosters who are great on the mic or who are probably great at being babyfaces. Let her be a badass ass kicker. That's it. she is. Let her curse a little bit. Let her do her thing. Um, I wouldn't mind if she's a Heyman girl. If Brock, you know, takes some time off, I'm I'm with it. Heal Ronda is the way to go. That would be a perfect pairing, to be honest. Heyman would just shine her to the moon. And oh, it would yeah. work so good for the character, for just Ronda the person and Ronda the character, because Ronda the person will learn so much as far as, you know, getting on the mic and delivering promos from Heyman, who's one of the best to ever do it. And then just from a character standpoint, oh, man. No, to, have Heyman, to have Heyman shine up Brock and Ronda is kind of... You give, Heyman a, you give Heyman an MMA-style stable. When Shayna comes up to join Ronda, he just... You know, he he represents real fighters, not the fake ones that these other guys are. Like he he can run within so many different angles. It, it'd be so great. Um, back to the fast lane card: Boston Hug Connection versus Nia Jackson Tamina. To me, this just seems like a match. I, Bailey and Sasha aren't losing. If Bailey and Sasha lose this match, you will see social media explode. They're already <laughs> they're already not happy. Here's the here's the interesting thing. Ever since Boston Hug became champions, I've seen kind of like a mixed uh, reaction on uh, t- on social media, especially Twitter, where a lot of people are very happy because they've been criminally underused all of last year. Yeah. But then again, they kind of feel that Sasha and to an extent Bailey always get kind of opportunities versus other women on the roster. They would have preferred like the Iconics or Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville probably get these belts or even uh, the Riot Squad. Yeah, I think those girls, I think their time is coming because Bailey and Sasha are singles wrestlers. I think they want to do this, get, you know, make history, be together. But in the end, they're they're singles people and they have legit tag teams for women. Yes. And it makes perfect sense to put the belts on them now, because now that they uh, made the announcement that they're going to be using these um, belts and defending them on all brands, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Maybe NXT UK, we'll see. I don't think they've announced that yet. No, nah, that'd be good, perfect sense. It makes perfect sense for them to have the belts and then taking it into the Fastlane match, it makes perfect sense to keep the belts on them because WrestleMania, there's so many things you can do with Boston Hug. You can have them, you know, do a throwback match and face someone like Team Bestie, Trish and Lita. You can have them face, you know, the Bella Twins. You can do the other tag teams again, Iconics, Mandy and Sonya, whoever, in just like a gauntlet type match. There's so many more options with them as your champions versus Nia Jackson, Tamina, who's kind of it's limitations with them as champions as far as what you can do with them. And it just makes too much sense to keep the belt on Boston Hug right now. There's yeah. no reason to take it off of them. Yeah, there's no uh, like dream match scenarios if they're <laughs> The t- champions, uh, Nia and Tamina, I mean, are so. If we're going to be blunt, if we're going to really be blunt, no one wants to see Nia Jackson Tamina walk into MetLife as champion. Not a person. But you have so many Legion of fans that want to see Bailey and Sasha go into MetLife as champions. That's what it comes oh, down yeah. to. Little Definitely. Business. Ain't, ain't face breaking in Tamina. Oscar <laughs> uh, versus Mandy Rose. I think this is a sleeper match for this weekend. Uh, Mandy Rose can actually wrestle. Even though she's hot as hell, uh, people just kind of focus on that aspect and the blonde and, you know, Vince's like prototype girl. But she can actually go in the ring. 
which she showed me over the past month. So I think it's going to be a good match. It'll probably only be like six, seven minutes. And uh, I expect Asuka to win, and we'll see what lies ahead. I think she's going to be on WrestleMania pre-show, probably defending this title. But uh, I like, you know what, people kind of shit on the pre-show. I like when matches are on the pre-show because they're not, like, rushing to get off. They actually give them time, 20, 25 minutes, and they get to showcase. So uh, we'll see who gets the next shot at Asuka. But I don't think Mandy Rose is taking the title off of her. And I agree with you. There's nothing wrong with Brian on the, on the pre-show. I think the only reason why fans don't like crap on the pre-show is because there's times where the company doesn't take it as serious, where if someone wins on the pre-show, they'll kind of either gloss over it or just ignore it, like they did with um, the Tag Team Survivor Series this year. But Mandy has gotten better, and I'm glad that she's getting this opportunity. When you look at everyone else on that roster, I think Asuka retains. I have no clue what they're doing for Mania as far as the SmackDown Women's Championship. I think I don't think they've known what they want to do with that. You can go as far back as to the Rumble. Yeah, I mean, they, they knew they had that. to take it off of Charlotte. That's all they knew, is that Charlotte had to give it up because she has to go into the Ronda thing with... Becky and you know Becky couldn't be champion, so Oscar had to win the ladder match, and that was it. There was no plans after that. I was like, okay, Oscar wins now. What? So now, what is your guess? Is my guess this could be a multi-person match at Vania. This could be a singles match. Maybe Lacey Evans decides to do something other than sashay to the ring and turn back. <laughs> your guess that, is my guess. That actually be a good match. Um, because Lacey Evans also can wrestle. Uh. Let's see, we have The Shield reuniting against Corbin, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley. To me, this is just a placeholder and nostalgia. Get another Shield match in. With all due respect to Corbin, Drew, and Bobby, there's no way The Shield's losing this match. Especially if if we're to believe Dean's out the door after Mania, and this is Roman's first match back on pay-per-view. There's no way they're losing. It's just a matter of how long it's going to go and where on the card it's going to be placed. But, no. Shield all the way. Probably main event. Um, Charlotte, Becky. I mean, we talk, Becky's going to win, right? She's going to be in the main event. So that's we, – we talked about Charlotte and Becky and Ronda's kind of angle. Uh, the Revival versus Aleister Black and Ricochet and Gable and Bobby Roode. Uh, I said it on this week's uh, – the past week's show. Um, I think this is where Bobby Roode turns on uh, Chad Gable for losing. So I think the Revival retain. Let me ask you something. How do you feel about Alistair Black and Ricochet's quote-unquote call-up on the main roster? I mean, they're winning, so I can't be too mad at it, right? Like, they're not EC3. They're featured on both shows every week. So it's it's not bad. It's just I don't – they just didn't have a real plan for them, so they're a team right now. And they're just like, oh, we just need someone who's exciting. Hey, Ricochet is exciting. We need someone who also does some flippy stuff that's just different and mysterious. Hey, that sounds like Aleister Black. So they they brought him up to maybe just, you know, give him an infusion of something different. But they'll be a tag team through Mania and then, you know, go on their singles ways. Uh, the Superstar Shakeup will, will really help solidify and, and kind of settle down both brands. That is a little bit of chaos because you have the women from SmackDown. The top two women are over on Raw every week battling Ronda. You have... Uh, uh, a team of NXT call-up guys just running through champions on either end. So, um, 
No, I think it'll settle down after this. It's just a good match. It'll have good spots. Uh, this one will tear the house down. And I expect the Revival to, you know, roll up Gable or something and and escape with a, a lucky win. Yeah, and shout out to Canada for getting that uh, Superstar shakeup where it's supposed to take place at. I, I agree with you. I think it's just the timing of it is just... I like what it did for NXT. We talked about that, like, in the first segment of the show. Uh, I loved, because I thought NXT was getting crowded, and we've seen Ciampa and Gargano headline for a year and a half. I, I like that. I hate that Ciampa's injured. Uh, the call-ups are a little rushed, but I, I like what it's going to do for NXT. We're going to get guys like Matt Riddle, Adam Cole, just, just a whole new main event scene, and I think it's ready. Agreed. So with that in mind, I say the Revival retain. Um, again, I think... There's going to be another multi-person match at Mania. We'll talk about that later, but Revival, I don't, they shouldn't lose the titles here. And I don't think no. they will. Um, the only way I see them losing is for some reason Ricochet and Aleister Black win and then the Revival chase them into Mania, but I, I don't think so. I, think, uh, I don't even think these guys are going to be on Mania, to be honest. I think they're just going to do TakeOver still and maybe be in the Battle Royal. So, um, yeah. If I see that if they're gonna be at Mania, you gotta you gotta have enough people to be in in the Andre the Giant Battle Memorial. The same yeah. with the women as far as um, the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. Yeah, so we're gonna see a lot of people. We might not want to just be cast away into that, but I, I think a lot of people are gonna be on those matches. Uh, Rey Mysterio versus uh, Cien Almas. Shit, I said something else was gonna be match at night already. This is probably match at night. Uh, this, I think. I mean, I these guys they, tear it up every week. Here's the thing. Uh, according to Wiki, they're on the pre-show. Mm-hmm. So you know how they are with pre-show matches, tearing the house down. But it's Rey Mysterio and Andrade, and they've had some great matches. Great matches. Together. They've had some great matches together. This is one that I'm definitely going to keep my eye on. Well, I definitely watch the pre-show anyway. But I'm definitely keeping my eyes on for this. Um, Andrade's been getting the better of Rey. Of late, so I, I think Ray gets his win back and building some momentum to WrestleMania. Maybe as a sleeper pick to win the Under the Giant uh, Memorial Battle Royal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- they will usually have feuds in the Battle Royal. So, uh, no, nah, it sounds Nick, like it's about that time. They might might as well like carry them into that with the feud. This is one of those feuds that can really they can do a best of seven series, and and us as fans will be perfectly fine with it. Yeah, I could watch these guys wrestle forever. Um, the New Day versus Shinsuke and Rusev, that's a team. I don't know how the hell they became a tag team or why. Uh, Shinsuke dropped the U.S. title and then was gone from the whole picture. Like, he never even went back after R-Truth. So this is weird. Uh, the New Day win, but I don't, I don't understand the logic. I'm going to disagree. I think Shinsuke and Rusev went for some by hook or by crook. You know, you got Lana on the outside. We don't know if Kofi's going to be on the outside with the uh, rest of New Day. Um, they got to be thinking for something for Shinsuke and Rusev for Mania. I, I just have a nagging feeling that there's going to be one of those where we think New Day's going to win and it's just a schoolboy roll-up or outside shenanigans, one, two, three. Not yeah. Rusev. See, I think they have to position the New Day for a big run, if, especially if Kofi's going to win the belt sooner or later. Um which I don't see why he shouldn't. He's so over, and this push is incredible. Might as well end it where it logically makes sense with him as champion. Uh, and as a you know, one of the 
rare black champions in the WWE. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, let's talk a little bit about Mania because we have three confirmed matches: Lesnar versus Rollins, uh, Rousey versus what is currently just Charlotte Flair, but we expect Becky Lynch to be in it, and then Buddy Murphy versus the winner of this Two Hundred Five Live tournament, which the tournament's been good, and um, I think. No one here is really threatening Buddy Murphy, but I wouldn't mind seeing the newly minted Oni Larkin go all the way through the tournament and have just an amazing match at WrestleMania. That's a guy who deserves it. Biff Busick, he just, on the indies, all this, he's just been such a workman's type of guy that he deserves that platform. I gotta give credit to you, too, because you've been singing the praises for 205 Live for a while. Yeah, man. Ever since you've been singing the praises, I've been trying to keep up with it, and wow, they've put on some great matches that, for the people that are listening that don't watch 205 Live, yeah, there are some of those times where you need to go back and go pull it up and go look at some of these matches. They be going all out every single time, though. Week to week, I think it's the WWE's best product. And most consistent, week to week. Yeah. I remember before Mustafa Ali got the call up when he was down there too. It was just man. Oh, so yeah. For for me, Buddy Murphy can face anybody. I'm perfectly fine with it. You can give me Buddy Murphy, Cedric Alexander again. I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah, doesn't matter to me. I just know they'll be on the pre-show, but they'll tear it up like they did last year when they had um Cedric and Mustafa on the pre-show and they tore it up. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. I have faith in 205 Live. Now, where they go post-mini as far as direction and trying to get more eyes on the product, that's going to be the question. It's the wrestling and the in-ring is not the, the issue. Yeah, I think they just have to give it uh, – they need to give them some new talent, some fresh faces, and someone mm-hmm. with some, you know, just star power. Uh, I said it in the first segment here, and I'll say it again. With Ciampa's injury, uh, I think they looked at Gargano as more of a tag team guy in DIY. So while waiting these six to nine months for Ciampa to recover, I think it's the perfect time to just have Gargano come out and whether it's the next pay-per-view or something, win this Cruiserweight title. But I think Gargano elevates the title immediately. I think so, too, to be honest. They haven't haven't had a person that's really been able to put eyes to the product really since Enzo. Which is yeah. weird, because Enzo was not good in ring, but people actually started paying attention because it's Enzo and Enzo could talk in the mic. Oh, Leo Rush will do that. Whenever they give Leo Rush his real 205 Live push, and he brings the title onto Raw every week, because, I mean, he's had good matches with Finn Balor on Raw. Yep. So whenever and- they say, you know what, Leo, you've worked so damn hard, and now fans know Leo Rush. They might not know anyone else on 205. They know Leo Rush. So if they oh. put him down there and give him a legit title push, he he can do that. Oh, Leo Rush is loved and well-known here in the DMV. So I'm definitely here for it. Yeah, man. he He's going to be that next big guy in 205 Live whenever they decide to pull the trigger. Whenever he's done, like, always having to manage Lashley and Lashley's dependent on him, he'll be a great 205 Live champion. Um, let's talk about the predicted card, though. And there is a rumored card on the internet. And we're listening, looking at WrestlingInc.com. Last year I had 14 matches. This one is shaping up 
to be in that same area. Uh, obviously, the two battle royals. But then they are predicting Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin or Dean Ambrose. I don't see him facing Dean Ambrose. I don't so. see him facing Ambrose either. But we still got at the fast lane is what four straight? Um, was it three weeks before Mania? Yep. Three more so. Four. Yeah, three, four, somewhere around there. I think I it's four. It, but I don't think that would be logical. But then again, who knows? Everything's still up in the air. Dean Ambrose, look, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns looks better on paper than Roman Reigns, Baron Corbin. But if we're going straight heel, baby face, WWE logic. Reigns versus Corbin would make the most sense here. Yeah, I think we got it. We get a tag match: Reigns and Ambrose versus Corbin and uh, Lashley. No, and uh, McIntyre. Ooh, see, wow, I forgot about Drew, and that's how, that shows how far Drew McIntyre has fallen. That a name like that skips skips your head. Oh, he's not gonna fall for long. I mean, he's he's gonna be the biggest beneficiary of the superstar shakeup. Because he's going to be the top heel somewhere. Well, so, yeah, like he's there waiting out all these storylines. But once Brock is gone, I can see McIntyre versus Rollins as a real feud, like off rip. So, um, no, Drew Mack's going to get his time. Okay. And then we have uh, rumored Ms. Shane talks about that. AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. I think that's damn near booking like that's that's it that's already in pen on my mania card i think this is going to be one of those matches that's quietly very good we know with randy orton it depends on what movies in that day will we even get something really good or something that's kind of like eh, it was there i what's weird is they've only had one tv match where they face each other but um when Styles was a champion, they used to face each other on the live shows, and they have one out here where they face each other. It was actually really good. Really? One of those where it's like, you know what? I would like to see them go at it for like a Mania match if they ever do it. Lo and behold, here we come to WrestleMania 35. It's actually rumored. You know, AJ doesn't have bad matches at Mania. Or no. it depends on what movie he does. It's whatever Orton brings to it. This could be Orton's best match since the Rollins match at Mania. I think this will be this could be better than the Rollins match, to be honest. Because we also don't know how long AJ is going to be still around because the rumors have been floating on the internet that his contract may be up soon. That's, that's been rumored. Oh, yeah. AJ's not going anywhere. Like, they're paying AJ stupid amounts of money, by the way. Like, that Forbes thing came out. He's already at 3.5. On his first contract. You compare that to Shinsuke. Who's about 750k. Because he signed the NXT deal. AJ got See, the WWE contract off rip. So he's going to be 6 million range. He, he's going to be Roman range. John Cena range. On his next deal. It's interesting because normally. I normally don't believe those type of. Um, outlets that will be like. This is what we think the WWE superstars are making because there's some of them are like wildly inaccurate but if Forbes yeah. is saying that he's making that then it's kind of like wow oh yeah I only read the Forbes list every year and I don't think that accounts for like merch and bonuses and everything else so yeah, and really AJ's account- comfy and then they really account for like the women and then they really account for yeah. certain talents that have been there forever that <laughs> highly values yep I mean it's 
I, I think AJ is secure. He's not like Gallows and Anderson, who I believe are leaving after their contract's up and not renewing. I think Shinsuke might be in the air. They, But even then, they've done pretty right by Shinsuke. The guy has held the U.S. title. He's been in the main event title picture for a year. Um, I think he's okay, too. I think he's comfy. Yeah, so, and there hasn't been any rumblings of Shinsuke being unhappy. Like, no. He just he, wants to surf and wrestle every now and then. Yeah, like, he's basically accomplished everything he can accomplish in New Japan. It makes no sense for him to go back over. He's no. done everything he can on the indie circuit. He's and he's on, he's on TV. He's on the pay-per-view cards. He always has a program. I, I think he's happy with just that. And it, people are acting like he was the champion in New Japan. Like, he was the IC champion over there, too. He was the secondary champion. He, was, he wasn't the main champion since damn near Brock Lesnar was wrestling. So He made the, he made the IC title what the IC title in New Japan is right now to where there were times where the IC title was the title and people didn't care about the IWGP title. That's how yep. great Shinsuke was at elevating that title. That, unfortunately, I think that's where my boy Naito is going to be for his remaining career with New Japan. No, nah, they got to push him somewhere. But I, I do feel like they got lazy and they put him in that role. But I'm hoping they they recognize now that this, this guy needs a, a main title push sooner or later. Um, what's the other rumored ones for this uh, multi-tag match? H. Oh, Batista Triple H. That's confirmed him there. So we'll get that. Uh, I don't mind that. For the nostalgic match, it's cool. Short build. I'm okay. I just don't want them to go 20 minutes. If they give I'm, us eight, I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm torn on this because I do want to see this as a fan. It's been a while since Batista. Obviously, there's there's something there with Batista Triple H. I like how they put Ric Flair into the angle to where Rick may get involved or may have something to do with it as far as like the build towards the match. It'll be interesting because Triple H is also coming off about the tour in Pictorial. Mostly. Yeah. So we don't know what type of shape he's going to be in. It's been a while since Batista's wrestled, what type of shape he'll be in. Nor... I want this to be a short match, but this is Triple H at WrestleMania, which is almost like a guaranteed 20 or more, as usual. Yeah. If this is a short match, this is good. If this is a long match, they're going to lose the crowd quick. Yeah, uh, this would definitely be my bathroom break. Uh, Raw versus SmackDown. The other rumored matches are kind of up in the air. Multi-tagged, a multi-team match for the tag team titles, women's titles, a Raw team, a SmackDown team, an NXT team, and Sasha and Bayley. That would actually be a dope match. I don't think it happens because that shit's convoluted. But um, I think that would be really, really cool. Uh, what else is there? Uh, multi-team match for the Raw men's titles, which is Ricochet and Aleister Black versus The Revival versus To Be Announced, which is really the same match we're getting at Fastlane. So I don't think that happens there either. And I think The Revival will be on the pre-show. Um, SmackDown tag team titles is... That I can see just being straight up the Hardys versus uh, the Usos. This has like five different teams in it. I don't think we're going to see that. Uh, the biggest rumored one, though, John Cena, Samoa Joe. I am with this all the way. Please let this happen. Whatever we got to do to get John Cena back over to the States. If he's shooting a movie, can we get him off the movie set for like two weeks? This needs to happen. Joe definitely deserves this, especially that this will surprisingly be Joe's first mania. Yeah. It, it, that'd be a huge spot for him. And there's so much history between these two. 
And it makes so much sense for this, and the fans will be into this all the way. Oh, man, if this happens on Tuesday, I, I'm just going to love it. Uh, oh, three weeks of Bills seems so short for it, but Joe's going to make it so damn good. And then that means it'll probably be a ladder match for Finn Balor's Intercontinental title. Um, I, think the, I think the ladder match goes to the SmackDown Tag Team titles. I think we're going to get... You'll, you'll get a multi-person match for one of these tag team titles. I think we're going to get a gimmick match for another tag team titles, whether it's ladder, TLC, something like that to get all teams there at once. I think the IC may be straight up Finn Balor, Bobby Lashley. I think so, too. And uh, I think Lashley just beats the hell out of Finn Balor for these next couple of weeks, and we see the Demon. Ooh, the Demon in New York. That crowd will erupt. That will get like a Undertaker type pop. Yeah, that that'd happens. be nuts. Um, yeah. Speaking of, speaking of Taker, Taker is nowhere to be seen on uh, these rumor cards. Go no, and I'm glad. I I'm, I don't need Taker. I'm good. He's he's doing you know uh, Starcast. That's all he should be doing. Touring, get the circuits going. Get your twenty five thousand in appearance. Call it a day. Um, outside of that, yeah, man, everything else is pretty much solidified a uh, Kofi versus Daniel I think happens uh, whether Kevin Owens is in it or not like we just talked about will be seen uh, Oscar needs a match but I, I think Rumble or excuse me Mania is going to be incredible this year um on paper it's one of the best we we've had in recent memory hopefully they deliver don't overthink it and uh, I'm excited for everything that week man so I and again appreciate you for you know taking some time out and joining me on this show and chopping it up and talking wrestling Thank you for having me. Anytime, Any, dude. I got to do it in Yeah, we got to link up in New York. Oh, most definitely. I'll definitely be there Friday through Tuesday. So I'm definitely there for G1. I'm definitely there for TakeOver. I'm definitely there for Mania, Rothamania. Most likely, I'll be at Wally Mania and Access. I'll be all over the city. All right, man. Take, yeah. We got to link up there. Yeah, we got to link up for the culture. I appreciate it. We get some good food and all that while I'm out there. So, again, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, as for us, though, we're rolling. One more guest to bring on to the show. Last but certainly not least, we got Brandon Evans on the line. Corner Cup family in the building. Brandon, thanks for taking some time out and joining us on this show. Um, the first Patreon one, which is uh, really dope. So it's it's cool to have you guys, you know, come through and chop it up with me. Especially, like, you know, an hour worth of wrestling is always fun to talk. Yes, it is. Of course. Yeah, man. So I know, just like all of us, hype going into WrestleMania. But so many things are up in the air. I touched on so much already. We did NXT, WrestleMania, um, Fastlane that's coming up, even though it's unnecessary. You talked about a lot of that, but I need your opinions on, on kind of what's going on in the WWE. And we can start with Tommaso Ciampa's injury, which seems to have thrown NXT, main roster, all of these things for a loop. And it's changed arguably three brands off of one neck injury. Yes, it is. I mean, it's a cruel ball to the WWE majorly because I guess they had big plans for him. Yeah, and it seems like DIY had big plans, right? Like, for them as a tag team, now Gargano's doing what? Like, nothing. So he has to get a whole new build. 
Uh, I mentioned it earlier. I hope he goes to 205 Live and becomes champion like ASAP. Yeah, that's the only route they could do. For him. I don't see him being no NXT champion because right now it looks like it's up for Adam Cole, Matt Riddle, or shoot, anybody else that's coming up in the NXT roster. Yeah, man, so many people over there, right? So Keith Lee's finally, it looks like he's finally going to get a takeover match. We have Donovan Dijak, who looks like it's going to be his opponent. Um, how would you, if you had to say, let's let's put our Triple H hats on real quick. If you had okay. to say on how NXT works around this injury and puts the title on the next person, how would you book it with two weeks to go? Or, well, well they got three, three weeks to go. I would book it like this. I would create a tournament of different competitors for the uh, title and then make the uh, main event at NXT TakeOver New York for the winner for that vacated uh, NXT championship. I mean, it's simple. Yeah, I mean, see, the thing with NXT, and this is what, this is what Andreas always points out, and it really never came back to bite him until now, is that pre-taping it months at a time you know so pre-taping mm -hmm. six episodes when you get an injury in the middle of it it really throws all your shit like out of whack because yeah. now they have they have two weeks already saved up and they only have one more date to record and they got two weeks of new material so pretty much if they want to do a tournament they got to do it within that two show span they're gonna have to they had to they gotta push it Oh, that's yeah. Like a ladder. Ooh, yeah, we haven't seen a multi-man ladder match, really, in NXT. Nope. But now there's, like, who's left? Velveteen Dream has to defend his belt against someone. Um, I, I, I would like to see Matt Riddle get that shot. Yeah, it looks like it's pointing towards his way to uh, get that North American championship. And then that leaves Adam Cole, like you said. So do we get Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano? Uh, do we like that's why like, your tournament idea plays out because we get to see these guys actually fight for the spot exactly and get that uh, big title because I think Daniel Cole really deserves it I think, I think so too I think I I think they all should hold gold together at one point Adam Cole uh, predicted before they <laughs> era to get all the titles this could be their time yeah, I'm not mad at that at all. We have uh, the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, though, which is taking up a ton of uh, wrestlers there because we see DIY was in that. And we, yes, also, we also have uh, Ricochet and Aleister Black in that. So Yeah, which that's weird because well, we're going to talk about that later. <laughs> that's <laughs> weird with them. Yeah, like it's, I mean, I have said it several times already. It's. It's not the ideal way to call people up to the main roster, but I'm glad that they're gone. I'm glad for NXT's sake mm -hmm. that we get some new blood around their main title mix. Because yeah. before, like, we were headed, it looks like we were headed to another Gargano Ciampa main event for the title. Yeah, it looks like it was, it was heading for that, but it sucks that, you know, this had to be a curveball. So now they got to figure out what to do with the NXT championship. Yeah, definitely. We'll we'll see, man. We'll we'll see how that one turns out. Cause now, it what we know of NXT Takeover is pretty much that War Raiders will be facing the team that wins the Dusty Road Classic. 
Yep. Outside of that, we don't know anything. No, we don't. We we heard no updates, none of that yet. I guess we're gonna probably hear about it maybe around April. Get close. <laughs> yeah, like they're holding it until the very last second, which mm-hmm. is crazy. But main roster is doing the same thing. So we went over like some uh, rumored card, uh, the last segment with our you know last guest that was on the show. So the rumored cards are always fun to look at and to see where that's going. But we know for sure three matches are happening. So we're getting Rollins versus Brock. Yeah. Ronda versus Charlotte and what looks like should be Becky after Fastlane. And then um, we get a cruiserweight match because there's a cruiserweight tournament happening. Those are the three guaranteed matches so far. Let's start with Brock versus uh, Seth Rollins. Is this the time for Seth Rollins to defeat the Beast? Is it time for Brock to drop the title? I think it is time, because if you notice that, he's been wearing his merch called the Beast Slayer. Remember last time when he uh, faced Triple H uh, at WrestleMania, what shirt he wore? The King, King Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> Triple H, so it makes sense. I need to get that shirt. I didn't even see that. I didn't pay attention <laughs> to Raw, I guess. I need to get the yeah. Beast Slayer shirt. Um, no, yeah, I, I think it's time to get the belt off of Brock Lesnar. And I'm not one of the guys that dislike Brock Lesnar. I don't think he has to leave the company. I don't think he's bad for the WWE. I just think oh. he's him not having the championship around. I understand his purpose, but it's run his course. Yeah, it has. And, of course, you know, that's why Raw losing viewership because there's no champion there. No, I think you're right. Like, when you're only – and this is my theory for professional wrestling today – and for a long time, you're only as good as your top guy. Yep. And right now they're doing pretty well on SmackDown because Daniel Bryan's around and he has one hell of a gimmick. Yes, he when AJ, when, oh, it's incredible, man. When AJ was the top guy, they, they stayed afloat. Um, but mm-hmm. th- this, this Daniel Bryan gimmick is great for SmackDown, and I think they're doing really good as a brand. Raw is missing that. Like, you can tell people – that the IC title is just as important and you can showcase it as the main event on your shows all the time. When Seth Rollins held it, he, he did a hell of a job as an IC title champion, but he was just that, an intercontinental champion. It's still not the top title, and, and you feel it. Yeah, and that's why they should just let Seth Rollins slay the beast, represent the universal title like it's supposed to be, because remember, when he was WWE champion, People are actually like them. Yeah. So he, they should just let say, all right, Brock, we're going to let you drop the title. And that should be it. They should just let Brock just do whatever he wants to do. Yeah, there's other dream matches for, for Brock. Like, we can go and, and see Brock versus Samoa Joe Ooh. later this summer. You know, there's so many matchups when he doesn't have the title compared to when mm-hmm. he does. Like, we can have a legit Brock-Samoa Joe feud heading into SummerSlam. Whether yes. Smojo is still the United States champion or not. Brock, yes. can, you know, Heyman can cut a promo. You know what? Been there, done that. Longest reigning universal championship. Now Brock is after, you know, he, now he wants to collect belts. Yeah. He's not, you know, he wants to get other belts in the company. So now we're coming after Samoa Joe in the United States championship. And then, boom, we end up with a, a Joe Brock program. <sighs> Can't tell me that. that so, I mean, they, they need to free him up to get some of these other matches. You know, Brock Shinsuke, 
um, which would be super cool and hard hitting. There's just so much new talent that Brock hasn't been able to face because one, they haven't been on Raw necessarily, and, and two, right. not all of them are in the main event title picture. It's been Brock and Roman for so long that he hasn't faced so many other talented guys, and we saw that with him and Finn. Where it's like, you know what, this that, works. And you know, Brock loves to work with guys like that. Yep. Like guys, because you know he make they make them work. Yeah, I think there's a, a lot of guys, a lot of guys like that. Like you look at how Brock worked Taker, even though Taker's a big guy. But you look at their chain wrestling, the submissions, the stiff strikes, and this is old man Taker who could barely move. Imagine yeah. him doing that with prime Samoa Joe right now. That would be nasty. It would, would feel be like a real fight. Um, submissions, yeah. out. Oh, it would be amazing. And let's not go get the promos they will cut. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> next level. Next, the build to that would be almost as good as the match. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I want to see. I want Seth Rollins to become the champion. Uh, I also mentioned earlier. I think his perfect first feud is Drew McIntyre because I yes. think Drew is just chilling. But that heel character, that look, the physique. I think him challenging Seth Rollins, he will automatically be like, you know what? He feels like a main event type guy. So I, I think that'd be a great first feud for Rollins coming out of WrestleMania uh, when Brock, you know, disappears. First defense against Drew McIntyre. Yep, I, I'll, I'll see that all the way through Money in the Bank. Like, if, if he faces Drew in May, cool, Drew loses. Drew says, you know what? No, I'm going to make sure I get a shot, and it's going to be on my terms, and Drew wins Money in the Bank. Ooh. And then Drew is just hunting Seth Rollins right. with that briefcase. So, I, I, I love that. That would be great. Yeah, man, there's so many angles. There's so many things you can do when your champion's just on television. When your champion's mm-hmm. available, the world is opened up to you. Exactly. And then, of course, you have fans be like, okay, what's going to happen this week? What's going to happen this, this time? What's going to what's happen? And that draws <laughs> That's what's missing. That's how you boost ratings. Um, mm-hmm. The other main program we have, which is going to be the main event of WrestleMania this year, and that's Ronda Rousey. And... The man, yes. Becky Lynch, and Charlotte Flair was just chilling, hanging around, and in this for no damn reason. But uh, even though I, I maintain that she's going to make it a really good match in ring, and triple threats are no holds barred and no DQ, and that's going to make this fun as hell. Right. It's going to make it very irritating. Yeah. The buildup, though, it's kind of unnecessary to have her in there. Uh, and this Becky match is also unnecessary because, as Andreas constantly reminds us, she won the Royal Rumble. Yes. She shouldn't have to be fighting for anything. For our spot. It should have been Charlotte fighting Char- for the spot. Exactly. If anyone should be fighting for the spot, it should be Charlotte. So that makes no damn sense. <laughs> but I want your take on Ronda Rousey. One, turning heel this past week. And two, completely just kicking kayfabe in the nuts. And saying, this shit is all scripted. It's all fake. No one can see me. Oh, my God. I, I, I when I saw that, when she did that, I laughed. I'm like, wow, she finally turned ill. She finally became her comfortable character. But then just off the rally, off the script, just go fourth wall. I'm like, why are you doing this? <laughs> like, this is over. Because now you're making you look, look at yourself stupid. Because most people know that, yes, wrestling is fake. It's scripted. We know that. 
but we don't want to hear that from you. Like, if this is a way of you getting pushed over as a heel, getting people mad, that's not the way. I, I'd rather her say, like, you know what? Screw you fans. You, you fans, you, I can't stand you guys. You boo me out the building. Whatever. <laughs> go home. Go back to your losing wives while I'm over here making money. Now, that I would be like, yes, now. That's what I like. That's what I want to hear, Rhonda. But yeah, this is this is her best version. This is just her being real. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, come on, Rhonda. That's what you should have went with, not saying, like, oh, you know, wrestling is fake. You guys want to do this make-believe. F your fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. No. Yes. Super There's entitled nothing. Rhonda is incredible. Of course. Do you and think with this character, though, is there any way she can win at Mania? Or is it going to be complete upheaval if she wins? I don't want her to win, to be honest. <laughs> I do not want her to win. It's like, it, it's time for you to lose now because people getting tired of you being champion. They want Becky Lynch. It's been teased. Ever Are since people getting so- tired of her as champion, though? I think yeah. she's put on really good matches. And this, I think uh, I think people were tired of fucking up promos, uh, you know, yeah. just being parade the Stephanie stuff. But... Honestly, we haven't seen this character as champion. I feel like this Ronda character as champion would be so much better and refreshing. Yeah, I mean, we should have had this uh, before she won the championship. We really should have. Like, we had, like at least Survivor Series, right? Like when exactly. she was supposed to face Becky and that shit started to go left. I thought, boom, this is where you turn her heel. Right. And then they waited, and then they waited, and then the crowds just slowly forced the issue. Mm-hmm. And so they couldn't help it anymore. They At least this time, they didn't do the Roman's Reign, Roman Reigns mistake, where you no, continuously push him as a babyface, and you get booed out of the building. They heard boos one week. Okay, let's throw Charlotte in here, see if we can get Charlotte booed instead of Ronda. They heard boos from Ronda again the second week. They're like, ah, it's not really working. The third week they came out, Ronda said, the hell with you, the hell with the crowd. I'm not wrestling for any of you guys. Boom, heel turn. Perfect. I am entertaining monkey. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny line. Like, wow, okay. All right, Rhonda. And she has passion, right? She feels believable yes. with this gimmick. She did not even utter her words. She paused a little bit, but she didn't utter. She didn't like utter her words. She went straight through. I'm like, okay, now that's what you're supposed to be doing. Exactly. It works so much better. And we'll see. She got four more weeks to cut even more badass promos. What she did online, because it was just a video on RondaRousey.com. And oh, yeah. went it viral. <laughs> Yo, that, they wrote about that on ESPN. Like, that's... Yeah. And I don't think Vince recognized it. Again, I don't think Vince watches anything besides his product. So I don't think he ever saw UFC Ronda Rousey. I don't think he saw the attitude that made her who she was he thought the pretty face made her who she was and, and you know tapping everyone out no it was also being this badass chick like not nice not fun she wasn't out there being friendly no she smiled when she was around dana white and that was about it everything else was that mean ass dark ass scowl which she can do again exactly no, That's no. Why she's named the baddest woman in the planet. That's it. No more walking down to the ring, slapping hands, big ass smile, just happy to be there. Wear your Rowdy Piper themed shirt. No, none of that. 
I come down, I hit the ramp automatically. I got my badass Ronda Rousey face on. I'm going in there. I'm going to rip somebody's arm off. My hand's shaking, not friendly, none of that. And I'm glad we get to see that Ronda because that's who Ronda was. That's what, yeah, that's what made her <laughs> the best. All right. Her, uh, I don't give a damn attitude. I'm here exactly. to kill. And that's going to make this match so much fun. Um, we touched on some of the stuff earlier with, you know, Mania, how it might shake out the rumors. So far, there's so much still left in the air. What's one match that may or may not be on the card, but one match that you think should be booked for WrestleMania that isn't announced yet? Like, if you had I to be like, really, yo, I'm a betting man, I want this match. I really want to see Samoa Joe versus John Cena. <laughs> Everyone wants to see this now, right? I feel like it popped up out of nowhere. It did, because, too, if you heard Jim, Samoa Joe's promo, he was throwing shots at John Cena, like, uh-oh. Don't poke John the bear. Need to come. You got <laughs> to come out. Of, you got to do an Undertaker WrestleMania appearance. You got to come out. <laughs> no, I, I would love that, man. They have so much history. Uh, Samoa Joe on the mic is incredible. If he just tears down Joe, John Cena uh, for the next two weeks and then Cena finally appears on the mic, uh, these th- that's a feud. I want to go past WrestleMania. Oh, you want that past WrestleMania? Oh, I mean, these guys have known each other for damn near two decades. There, yeah. There's pictures of John Cena as the prototype with blonde hair next to a young Samoa Joe in the mm-hmm. gym. Like, they, they can pull real receipts. <laughs> exactly. That's what can make it so intense. This storyline could be very intense. Like, make this happen. Yeah, like with, like the promos they did for Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens when they were in NXT and you're pulling shit from when they were 18 on the road mm-hmm. and tying stuff in and like, no, you're supposed to be my brother, family, blah, blah. They have history. They know right. each other that you can put up these photos and, oh, you, the promo Samoa Joe can just cut with a blonde-haired John Cena photo. With his next, <laughs> like, he'll go for a five-minute promo off of that one damn photo. Yeah, he definitely could pull it off. Man, this is what they should have when Samoa Joe faced AJ Styles. Yeah, exactly. And, and I thought they didn't do I, it. I like some of Joe's promos though. The the stuff with his wife. Uh, yeah. Oh man, that shit was great. She's like <laughs> him just saying, "Don't worry, baby, I'm coming home. I'll be the real man you deserve." And oh, it got so personal, so good. Don't worry, daddy's sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joe is just oh, such an amazing, pure villain. He's amazing on the mic, and he's amazing in the ring, too. It's like, come on. This it's, man it's great to see him get his just I, I Really, he's WWE title worthy. Yeah. But you know what? All these belts, I, if you break it down right now, the belts, the major men's titles right now are being held by Daniel Bryan, Samoa Joe, Finn Balor, and Brock Lesnar. That's not bad. No, it's not if, bad at all. Media with that same combination and replace Rollins with Lesnar, or mm-hmm. Lesnar, excuse me, Rollins, you now have arguably three of the top five ROH wrestlers of all time. Yes. And Finn Balor, who was a king, not only in Ireland, for I, I mean, you look at all the promotions over there and what they're doing now, Finn Balor was ahead of that wave, and then one of the best or this generation's best New Japan champions and characters. Like, you yeah. you talk about being an indie fan and wanting change and waking up to a different WWE. You can have a fat guy in Samoa Joe who's amazing. Mm-hmm. 
you can have a tiny guy in Daniel Bryan with a beard, mm-hmm. the American Dragon. You can have Finn Balor, who's still super small, Prince Devitt. And then you have yeah. Tyler Black, Seth Rollins as your other champion. Like, yes. somewhere, even, even CM Punk would have to look at that and smile. Oh, of course he has to. Yeah, to just look like look at this. Look at the product of ROH. Look at him now. Yeah, look at what my pipe bomb did. <laughs> it created a nice indie generation. It really has, man. So that's no, I I agree. I would love that Samoa Joe um, versus John Cena match, and and we'll see. There's still plenty of time for it. Uh, before yes. I get you out of here, I want you, your thoughts on one more match, and it's the nostalgic one: Triple H versus Batista. Do you like it? Do you like how it's being built? Do you like that they're building this like a shoot? Like, Triple H is like, no, this is Paul talking. He's talking to Dave. <laughs> and it, it looks like these two really it, want it to be very personal. Together. It's becoming very personal, which I'm like, okay, now I'm here for it. This is personal. We're talking real people here? Yes. Let's see how this works out. Because supposedly Batista's supposed to show up on Raw coming up. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, this we'll week. We'll see how that play out. Yeah, this week is going to take a whole nother, another step up. So I can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait at all. Um, not nah, yeah, man. So I'm glad you're with it. I'm with it. I thought I was in a minority. Like, yo, okay, I'm actually excited about this now. So it's cool that I'm not tripping. Like, no, they're, they're actually making me care about the nostalgic match this year. Mm hmm. They got yeah, me, uh, got my attention. Thank you, yep. Batista. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always down for a Triple H entrance. Uh, yeah, man. No, so that's that's been our Corner Club family episode for this this month. Uh, thank you all, you guys, for joining me today. Uh, Brandon, thank you for being uh, the last guest up. You know the bat and clean up for the show today. It was it was amazing, man. Uh, all of you guys listening. Thank you. Make sure you guys support the show on our Patreon at The Corner Podcast. That's where all of our guests signed up and came from today. Um, We're going to do these monthly, so this is great. We'll have another one next month. With I believe the next one is after the Superstar Shake-Up. So we'll talk a lot more wrestling then, some boxing, everything on that show. Make sure you follow the show at The Corner LSN on all platforms. And, uh, man, that's, that's our show for today. So thank all you guys. For now, I'm out.